Beep, beep, Richie. Hi, my name is Amanda Wiss. Bill Mosley. Daniel Harris. Dick Warlock. George Romero. Dave Hodder. Robert England. Ronnie Blakely. And you're listening to Deep in Texas. With your hosts, Jeff, Nathan, and Ralph. You gotta be fucking kidding. Welcome to Deep in the Horror, Texas. I'm Nathan. I'm Jeff. This is Ralph. And you'll float too. 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 Oh man, I got I got something in my eye. Oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Some people have to pay for that. Oh yeah. That's true, man. Jesus. Some of you have to pay twice <laughs> my poor vocal cords <laughs> oh, my throat's gonna be sore tomorrow so oh, yeah. tonight we talk about the fucking goddamn storm that has hit of it 2017 so De- deadpool's officially been dethroned as the uh r-rated ranking fucking film of you know domestic yep uh money abuse if I'm not mistaken, didn't it top out? 80 million. Wow. Oh, really? Shit. So <laughs> last I checked, it was at 75. Wow. Yeah, it grossed 179 million worldwide over this weekend. Jesus Christ. So that puts it like. And we're recording this Sunday. So. Yeah. So you an idea. Well, it also topped the. Uh, something like it topped the highest opening night. Gotcha. Uh, a Thursday, horror release, I think. Thursday night. Yeah. It's like something highest like opening, fucking 20 million or something. Highest like opening that. for a horror release. Oh, that's good. But yeah, no, I really think, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe it is the high, or it's like top grossing for a weekend for a horror movie, if I'm not mistaken. Because hell, look at the following it had. You had the uh, 92 uh, television release, and now you have this coming back 27 years later, and now you have the fucking movie. Yeah. So. No, it's, a, it's definitely a, uh, everybody showed up in, in droves, you know, to to see this one. Um mm-hmm. I mean, just from the the trailers and stuff alone was enough to get everybody hyped and the mystique that they had for the uh, the overall um, project. Right. I mean, if we uh, take a step back, uh, I remember this being kicked around by the guy who um, he directed True Detective for HBO. He did the entire season one with uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Kerry Fukunaga or Fukaga or Fung, Fuck, I don't know. I'm, I'm butchering his uh, fucking name. Fukunaga. 
Fukunaga. You know, so he he went in there, he developed a script, he had this idea, he was, they were pushing him to do uh, both the whole story in one film. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of doing what the 1991 did of melding, you know, the older and the, the, the younger youthful fucking stories together. So he developed this back in 2009. And then slowly through tweets and stuff like that, they're pushing him budget restraints, NC-17 rating for his screenplay and stuff like that. He was the one that made all the smart choices of grounding it, not in the 50s, but in the 80s. He was doing all the right things, but he was doing it a little too much. He changed the uh, rock fight into a firework fight. He changed things like uh, even the names. It was Will instead of Bill. Mm -hmm. It was Trish instead of Beverly. It was just like everything wasn't as strong as it was more of an adaptation of it rather than a direct, you know, like. Hey, we're going to do Stephen King's it into a film with budget restraints and him not wanting to kind of wane away from uh, his his original screenplay or his adaptation. They'd kind of dropped the project and they're like, fuck, you know, he was like he tweeted, uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, it's dead. At least we have the Tim Curry version, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. So is that why they brought in Gary Dalberman and uh, uh, Chase Palmer? I guess so, because Chase, there's three scriptwriters. Yeah, on Chase this. Palmer is like you look at his uh, his filmography. He's like really nothing. He's such shorts yeah. and stuff. That, but the other guy, he has some cred. Gary? He has some stuff. Yeah, I think that was Gary Doberman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Doberman, and then I obviously I guess Carrie still holds the screenplay credit too, because that's the bulk of everything. Yeah, uh, Carrie was able to, uh, to land all those fucking unique dialogues that you see in the film. Well, also uh, Andy Muschietti, he's not a credited screenplay writer, but he did have a lot of say in the screenplay uh that's why uh the the part two you know is actually like him with uh fuganaga i hope fuganaga comes back because because it says it says that they fucking got together and and hashed this out but i don't think he took a screenwriting credit just so he could get the film going so he wouldn't get paid twice for two different things and that's a scary thing because when they do split the film crap like that uh one was so well melded already that I'm scared that part two is going to struggle. For let's balance. hope it's not like the miniseries. I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. I let's, hope not. let's hope. I mean, this, this is fucking strong, dude. It's a, it's a happening right now. Like, like we said, it broke box office records for R rated movie mm. and for a horror movie. That's awesome. And that's at $14 million just Thursday, Thursday night. Yep. So yep. huge, man. And now it's smashed 180 million just over three days. And when up the the biggest takeaway from like watching it was like you hear the spin. It's a lot of positive reviews coming out from people that went and saw it. Yeah, and that's great. But when I got to watch and say, see it, it was like it was good to rest assured that the positive reviews were they held merit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't just ooh, it was it. It was on a theater screen. It was like no, it was a solid film. Yeah. Whether you know the back you know, lore of everything, you've seen the 1991 or read the book, it was a solid, entertaining film. From yeah. beginning to end. I went in. I, I tried so hard to stay away from all trailers of this. But every time they're like, oh, a new it trailer. It's like, eh, play. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get away from it, man. I have to see this. It, it, when I was a kid, the Tim Curry version was so, not inspiring, but it's like ingrained into me. Like, mm-hmm. it, that was like, I don't like clowns. I've never liked clowns. Probably even before it. But that movie was just, there was something about it with the kids. that was just like, oh. Like it just imprinted itself on me. Yeah, it clicked. And if you hell, if you grew up in the '90s, that image of Tim Curry laughing at at the Barons, just kind of like smiling at you and waving, is just it it burns it burns that image into your mind because that's all you could think. Especially if you're especially if you enjoyed horror, and that was 
horror and that was one of your beginnings you know yeah yeah it it was uh it was something special so to go back to this i was really fucking nervous but i didn't want to hype myself out uh like i said i tried to stay away from the trailers and thursday night i just did not go on facebook i mm-hmm. i was like all right i already know the fucking i've seen all the trailers i've got my opinion on it and i am kind of hyped for it yeah so well, now if some fucking dickhead ruins it online i'm gonna be really pissed i was happy because i knew nobody could spoil it I well mean, yeah it's like you know that you know the book material you know this the the tv adaptation we but, know it you threw it through but i was like they, they can't ruin it does this. fuck with it when like say you go online and it's like oh i got a 50 then you're like, oh, like, fuck, like, which side am I? Yeah. Which side am I going to fall on? Yeah. And then you go in with just with kind of like bad vibes. I, I get that. Like if a movie I'm like looking forward to does terrible, like in reviews, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm so used to watching shit that nobody would touch. I was kind of glad that this is something that was like welcome Mm-hmm. Yeah. like because it was welcome for us we we, we talked about it and then we we're just like when you wanting read, for yeah. it yeah and when we read about it on social uh, media because i got my heart got broke when carrie got taken away from the project because i love true detective so much yeah it was such a well-crafted show it was like silence of the lambs meets you know like uh i don't know like these like you know like and uh, sounds like, like 48 hours and stuff like that it was really dope and uh, when he got taken away from this it project, it was kind of like heartbreaking because, like, damn, like I really want to see this guy carry the torch. Well, it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like what he was going with wouldn't have worked. If you're gonna if you're gonna have to incorporate two films into a single film in an hour and forty minutes, that's gonna be a lot of flashing. You know, like, yeah, you're having to go from the adults to the kids, back to the adults to the kids, and then they all like climax at the same time. I don't know how he would have done that. No, I mean, especially with just part one running at like 135. Runtime minutes is like, dude, that's and there's no wasted time in this movie. Everything, I mean, they could have added more. Yeah, they put together a lot of stuff. And actually, there's two scenes that the director had to cut that he wants put in the second film. He's going to use them in the second film. The black spot fire. Yeah, and then uh, something else I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, he's going to try to incorporate those. But it would have taken the runtime almost 20 minutes longer. Yeah, and he was just like two hours and ten minutes. Like, well, even the, I need to get out of here. I know we're jumping around, but I mean, one of my main problems was it. It still wasn't. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it still wasn't as put together as uh, I thought it was going to be because um, I felt like Stanley and Mike Hanlon's character kind of took a backseat. In a way, um, I mean, Mike Hanlon had some strength when he talked about his grandfather giving him. Like uh, trying to you know give the kid a spine, yeah. and then also teaching him you know like you are kind of just thrown into him like he's you, at the sheep. It didn't solidify the bond that Mike Hanlon would have with the group, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was getting the shit kicked out of, and him. they saved his ass. Yeah, and now I was like, oh man. I, like I mean, it's kind of like him and Ben had the exact same thing. Like they were just getting beat up and got saved. I think it needed like a, just a, if they maybe had run into the the losers club like when he got jumped by the meat market. Yeah. A little earlier on, I think it would just set a better tone to like to groove the group together. Yeah, I mean, it all kind of happened for both characters at the rock or at the uh, uh the core, the barons. Yeah, barons. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, they, there are little nitpicky things in this movie, but goddamn nothing I'm going to take away from it. Uh, I thought you know, opening up that the Georgie scene that everybody's seen on fucking the trailers, and I, I think they even released pretty much the whole scene online uh, uh they they but they didn't 
show you the end of that yeah, scene. Yeah, they gave you like I'd say about 75-80% yeah. of that scene. They didn't give you the entire trans the fucking, entire transaction. It's crazy, dude. But it really sets the tone for the movie and I I actually I've I got to watch this movie twice actually, both like back to back. Because I missed the first like ten or fifteen minutes of the movie. Oh, oh. first time you missed the Georgie scene? Yeah, first oh, time sucks. I missed the Georgie scene. But I was like, I already know what fucking happens. But um, whenever I went to go see it, your wife and the other two that that was with me, Becca and Jessica, they they're like, no, that scene sets the tone for the rest of the fucking movie. You already know what happens, but there's more to it. Yeah, I was like, are you fucking serious? So I ended up watching. So how they seen you didn't. I went to go get all the drinks and the popcorn and whatnot. Oh, what oh a you're, that's a sweetheart there. <laughs> you're a keeper. Next time, send my wife. You're going to yeah, break her like, training. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what happens when you get back. Extra mustard. Just kidding, honey. Extra mustard. <laughs> but yeah, now like a... Doom, uh, doom, doom. <laughs> Divorce court. So let's uh, let's get right into it. We, I don't think we need to talk scene to scene, but there are going to be spoilers, Well, no, no, people. you you opened uh, with the uh, Georgie scene. This I never watched any of the bullshit with the Georgie scene as far as trailers go. Oh. So when I got to sit down and see the fucking thing, I was like, huge frown on my face. I was like, oh my God, I'm watching fucking Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? How do you think meets that? fucking Sin City? That's all I could think about is because like he's all his eyes are in dark, but they're popping, mm -hmm. and then his fucking makeup looked like something straight out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory from like from Tim Burton. So I was like, oh man, the way the kid fucking talk is like this twenty seven year old Pennywise guy, and I'm like, oh god, I can't. <laughs> like this isn't this it's isn't pop, pop, doing pop. it for me. I was just like, this isn't this is this is dull. I go, I'm not enjoying this. And then when he did the laugh, I go, that's the selling point. Heath Ledger, you know, he they threw the ball and he knocked out of the fucking park. This guy did something unique. He makes you hate it. He made, he made me hate it. Skarsgård made me hate it. It was like, I was like, it was high pitch. <laughs> but what he did that, that pulled me in slowly was he brought it down to a growl. <laughs> You start looking at his eyes and it becomes like uh, Mowgli in Jungle Book being mm -hmm. seduced by the snake. Yeah. It's a predator playing with his food. He's growing the fear. He's growing the... I mean, when, he, when Georgie... mousing it. Yeah. Seasoning when, it. <laughs> when Georgie gets the arm taken off and he's trying to run off and he slips and Dude, you see the Dude, but let's talk about that rearing backward where it's in the sewer, you know, oh, yeah. camera and he just... <laughs> yeah chomps the fucking oh, arm it off. was like all right john carpenter's a thing kind of stuff it was like cool this is like mm -hmm. next level shit but i'm telling you right off the fucking bat the way they shot that opening scene it's just filmed to a certain way where it felt rubbery mm -hmm. it felt sensitive-ish it felt like i'm not gonna have a good time well, and then they slowly spun it on me well they were always playing with his eye color which threw me off and yeah that he's so googly eyed this guy's like a fucking well, chameleon has, oh dude i love that a fucking lazy eye that's why well yeah but like there's one part where he's looking one eye right on georgie and the other one's like but checking out the cloud like to out, the right out in fucking saturn or something yeah. <laughs> well, it's like he's studying jupiter over it's there like he's playing with the kid but then he like his appetite kicks in or his fucking like mm -hmm. like he's about to come because he's about to like take a fucking kid and kill it and eat it mm -hmm. you see that fucking that eye shift and then he comes back no. and i was just like oh dude it plays so well but i was very apprehensive the eyes in this movie trip me the fuck out oh, okay beverly's eyes are a little crooked as well 
I didn't Did you know? That. Yeah, I didn't that. Uh, I Beverly's, know that. and then uh, her ta- her uh, torturer, her bully, yeah, the pharmacy girl. Her eyes are cocky. Gotcha. Didn't notice. So, that like, either. when she was like writing on Homie's cast, and she was looking down, and then looked up at him. Her mm-hmm. eyes did the chameleon. And I was like, everybody's eyes in this movie are fucked. <laughs> was like, you don't know if you're being fucked with like dairy shit. Maybe that's like a. Is dairy there no thing. optometrist in this fucking like, city? Uh, well, you're a little cockeyed. You from dairy? <laughs> <laughs> right. Must be the milk. Well, like uh, the the thing that I kind of took away from Must that be the dairy is sheep milk. You with you saying that because the only like the only thing I can get from that would be that. Pennywise is like somewhat taking over. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a conscious choice or it's just the way they they just, filmed it. But I started noticing a lot of themes with people's eyes. Gotcha. And um, there's like that's not the only two that had fucked up the eyes. There was a couple others that when they looked, their eyes kind of were shifted a little askew, oh. and it was just like Eddie's mom. Yeah. I, um, oh, but uh, there was another person in there that I was just like. I was almost thinking like that Pennywise would morph into them or they would morph into Pennywise because their eyes were so fucking weird mm. and it never happened. Thank God. But it was like, I, like I, I could have sworn that pharmacy bully chick. I thought she was going to morph to Pennywise. To some extent. I think, happened. I think like you said, the whole town is kind of, but do you know if the director was like, purposely playing that no angle? i don't, I don't know. know i mean that'd be interesting I, to hear yeah. in like the you commentary know, and stuff be a thought because if you think about it when ben's getting bullied and he's like looking at the people like help me like he's carving a fucking h yeah. in my gut and the people just like don't even give a shit but then you see the balloon the float balloon. up it's like a nod but to like also his every, influences everywhere yeah. every house that you went into in that entire movie if the tv was on it was playing that, that program one show yeah it was mm-hmm. that one show brainwashing mm-hmm. and you even catch it whenever beverly comes back from the pharmacy you hear them saying, Toilet and bath water travel down the drains and into the sewer. The sewer is a fun place to play with all of your friends. Just follow the water into the drains and control. When you're with your friends in the sewers, you can be a silly clown. That's right. Like, if you don't, if if you're paying too much attention to the cinematography, which I fucking did a lot during the oh, first yeah. run, but that second go around, I was picking up all the little shit here and there. Yeah. And that, like, I was picking up on all, pretty much on all the TVs as they were all going off. They were all saying something of, like, we all float down here, kill them all, uh, play with your friends in the sewer, go to the sewer. Like, it was brainwashing. It was just, like, a neat little children's show that everybody just happened to be watching Mm -hmm. on TV. It was neat. It's like something you'd see on the Christian network or some shit. Like, hi, kids. But, But, yeah, it was a, there's definitely, like, really subtle subtexts in this movie mm -hmm. that, that if you might not pick up on, I mean, there's over 25 Easter eggs in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now wasn't uh, like, I, I was so hooked into like, uh, uh, how charismatic and how powerful the actor who played, um, uh, Bill was. I mean, I remember him in midnight special. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't anything special, but it was a unique film and a unique role. And he knocked out of the park, yeah. but seeing him as bill, it was just great. I mean, he sold what, what Jonathan Brandis tried to do, with the TV play, he was able to do in that first five minutes with his brother. Yeah. And I love the piano music and the way he comes down the steps and his mom's literally playing like, thanks for haunting the fuck out of the household. Mom yeah, really <laughs> playing that fucking cryptic piece as he goes into the cellar. And then I love when he turns and does like the home alone stare at the fucking thing. And then you see it's the bottles yeah, in the basement uh, reflecting on the light. It was just, they played that brotherly love. So fucking perfect that mm-hmm. you hurt 
when yeah. Georgie's taken. Yeah. And when you see Bill, you didn't need to show the funeral scene. You just needed to show, like, Bill's, you know, keeping the torch going, especially when he showed, like, the the hamster fucking tube <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's yeah. just, like, those unique you moments. Get your tunnels back. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought that Bill did an excellent. The kid that played Bill was just yeah. excellent. I think the whole kid's cast was Yeah, the, the entire cast for the kids. Hell, even the kid that, the kid that played Richie. I fucking love that the kid now. Stranger Things. The Stranger Things. Things yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. He was good. Go blow your dad, your mother, your mother. <laughs> so, I love that every time he made a wisecrack, he'd always turn to his friend to high five and no one would ever high five him. <laughs> well, I love it. just like, that's Nate's friend. They, and they there. turned the... <laughs> <laughs> Nate would be there for every high five. Damn right. right there, bro. I'm there for you, dude. Um, like, yeah, the like the size of my wing. <laughs> right? Right? I, I got the short straw. Let's go Gary's still beaver dips. hunting town. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Dude, he was fucking funny. Well, I love movie. that they changed Eddie from being like a sissy kid to like literally being like a mama's boy mm-hmm. with the, uh, you know. Mama's boy hypochondriac. Exactly. Because like, what do you do with all these pills? I was just, what are you going to do with all this birth control? It's like, I'm, I'm saving it for your sister. <laughs> I was like, God, man. These, uh, Eddie and Richie's banter was just yeah. fucking gold. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the kids that shot back at Richie were really fucking funny. Oh yeah, like what do I do if the dad shows up? Do what you do best. Talk to him. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. It's like uh, it wasn't that Eddie was sickly in this one. It was that his mother was trying to keep him out of going outside. Which just mm-hmm. played don't, perfect. Don't play. You're you're too sick for this. What am I sick with? Yeah, <laughs> it's a gazebo. <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> Fucking gazebo, priceless. Um, What's a gazebo? <laughs> it couldn't be the, the the perfect thing was said in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I love that they showed those October 1988 and all that stuff, and you see the Gremlins poster, the Beetlejuice poster. Mm-hmm. You man, you instantly gratify that whole fucking scenario. Much I immediately more. pulled out my phone to make sure Beetlejuice came out, and in that year, yeah, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like sure. Beetlejuice, said that was ninety, but yeah, yeah no. fucking back in the eighties, eighty seven. Awesome. Then a little later on, you see Batman and Lethal Weapon 2 on the Oh, movies. yeah, that was awesome. Then a little bit later, you see Nightmare on Elm Street 5. The Dream Master? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> I saw that poster, and I was just like, God, I want that fucking poster. Was that Dream Master or Dream Child? It was Dream, uh, uh, Dream, Dream Child. No, it wasn't. Ma- it's the one where he's pulling. Dream Warriors, Dream well, Master, Dream has, Child. Because the next one is. Yeah, it's Dream Master. You're right. Dream Master. Yeah, yeah. Part it's five. the one where he has the claw out, and he has like the little... Wait, did they fuck that up? Because I could have sworn it said Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Dream Master? Yeah, it's 5. I thought part... Never mind. Dream Child 5. We did the whole series. (laughs) We're that drained. God, no shit. Fuck it. (laughs) Whatever. It's part 5. No, there's all... Like, speaking of that, there were so many nice little Easter eggs. Like you said, there's 25 of them. I I know of at least two or three of them. One with the Pennywise doll. Yeah. Or the little Tim Tim Curry Curry doll. Mm -hmm. Whenever the scene where uh, Richie is dealing with... Pennywise by himself in that room of clowns. Mm-hmm. If you look at the doll over to the left of Pennywise when he jumps out, that's Tim Curry's clown. That's right there. Yep. And then when they first show the painting, one of the oval ones looked like it was actually Tim Curry, like doing the shh. Mm-hmm. But then t- the thing with we totally missed, or oh, I totally missed, I'm talking about the last episode during the hurricane episode. Uh, I grew up like when I was getting dressed to go to school, I'd watch uh, Bozo, Bozo Circus mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Bozo just had. A basically uh, like a fucking show it was yeah. just Bozo the Clown and his little buddies you don't really reflect on how fucked up it is that you're watching this weird kind of clown do this kids show when you're little mm-hmm. until you finally watch it and then it just went full circle as like 
fucking eerie creepiness with the clown stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that bozo fucking uh, garb. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it always sticks out, especially when you see Pennywise's fucking oh, yeah, stuff. Well, so when they had the, that room of clowns, it was just like, ugh. A lot of people didn't realize the shirts the kids were wearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kid like, was wearing a Christine shirt. Mm-hmm. An Airwolf. It was a it was a a, a V the the, the car, car yeah. yeah so I forgot about that yeah and then uh, frost freezes or frosties or some uh, shit like freezes. that yeah there you go that burnt down pretty much almost every everything a lot has of these were on the shirt oh wow you had yeah. that one you had the uh, Tracker Brothers what was the Tracker yep. Brothers that was that if uh, if you read the novel uh, that is where Eddie runs into Pennywise for the first time as an adult when he returns to Derry. Oh, cool. Yeah, at, at the Tracker Brothers factory or something like that. So, like, a lot of the Easter eggs are on the t-shirts, So, which I thought was really fucking cool. I love how the pacing of it. I think Nate spoke to it earlier. It just literally jumps from Georgie to school, from mm-hmm. school to this kid going home, and this is what he sees. This is this kid went home, and this is what he sees. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that stands out in my mind right now is the Stanley one, where he goes to uh, his dad's the rabbi, yeah, and he's yeah. about to get his bar mitzvah and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to read from the uh, Torah. Yeah. But he goes, all right, go go put the book up in my office, yeah, and you literally studying it. You literally walk into the Conjuring Two nun mm-hmm. scene again. Yeah, and that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, this is the nun scene because mm-hmm. when he picked it up, she wasn't in there. The flute one, and um, I was kind of surprised that Javier Botit is is uh, quoted as being cast as the leper, the hobo leper. Yeah, who fucks with Eddie, but this Tatum Lee is uh, the actor uh, that's under the name of Judith the flutish. Which I really? thought was neat because I thought it was both. I mean, because it looks so much like Mama. Yeah. I thought does. they got Javier to do it. Holy shit. I thought it was the same person. And it wasn't credited. For, for some reason, it's just hobo for Javier. He only, I guess he strictly played the, uh, the, the leper, yeah. the leper hobo and stuff like that, which was just creepy as fuck. Right. That was fucking nasty. God, he's like, it's a walking infection. <laughs> <laughs> Will this make me better? I love that. I love that it played yeah. with different, awesome. different things. Uh, you know, it wasn't, I don't think the werewolf was in there. No, no, but there was a little. That's how Richie was. There's a little. Mm. There's a little uh, touch to it. Whenever he grows his claws, he grows those claws yeah. out. That's that's really the only thing that you get of the lupophobia. Because Richie was mainly fucked with with the clown room because he has a fear of clowns. Yeah. and then they do that weird, almost uh, dead silence scene where like the casket opens, mm. and instead of you know you see Richie puppet in there, and then. He closes and then boom, fucking eleven feet in the fucking air. Yep. <laughs> fucking Pennywise jumps and just <laughs> just lands on the Pennywise fucking. Pennywise has an insane vertical. Dude, I wonder I was... what basketball team he's going to get drafted to. <laughs> awesome. I love the way the guy uh, Scarzard played it so well. Yeah, I mean he really he, did. he tormented the kids in such fun, unique ways that mm. I think uh, revisiting the film is going to be a privilege, if not. Fun. It's crazy well, to like, think he was fifth pick. Yeah, he was the fifth one picked. But here's the thing: like, there's. Actually, uh, he's actually he's actually been quoted saying that he may not return for the next one because of the fact he's having Pennywise nightmares because of yeah, this. Wow! But I you think that indeed. might be an excuse for saying I want more money. Yeah. Well, he uh, way, he did so. an interview on Jimmy Kimmel and he was uh, saying that you know he was doing a scene where he was yelling in a kid's face as Pennywise and he was just like, you know, I know it's acting. I know these kids are old enough to know that it's acting. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I am psychologically damaging this fucking kid. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that yeah. in that makeup screaming at you, you know, play or not, these kids are 10, 11 years old. 
I know what scene he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there is a, there is a fucking, a heart. I mean, a lot of people say it's hard to work with kids when you're putting them under duress like that. Yeah. You know, like fucking all the Michael Myers, every, like everybody who's ever played Michael Myers, like uh, George Wilbur, like had to like talk to Daniel Harris, you know, Hey, I'm not really, you know, I'm, I'm really nice. And they'd have to hang with the kids, but Bill would not hang with the kids. He like separated himself from the cast just to keep in. Kind character. of like what the, uh, Derek Mears did. Yeah. Friday 13th. Well, Derek Mears like hung out with, mm-hmm. with them all. Well, I think. If I remember one of the the, the yeah. one who didn't was Ted White. Ted he White, fucking that's right, hated that's right. Corey Feldman. He was like, I want to kill him in real life. No shit. Who so. doesn't? <laughs> I'm knock out all the teeth. So yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys have to make sure the kids understand. You know, these kids are I think they're what, 12, 13 in yeah. real life. That's what I'm saying. I think like, the oldest it, one is the girl that plays Beverly. I mean, still She's you're like 15. you're you're in makeup, you're in character, you're screaming and you're growling in this kid's face. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be some later effect and that's what he's concerned about yeah he's swedish yeah that's all i'm gonna say uh, the scars guard <laughs> they don't even fucking carry guns over there okay? what are you talking about when you go to prison in sweden you can like go home for christmas sweden has automatic firearms licensed to you after it's mandatory that you serve after school oh yeah two years right. gotcha that's why there's no robbery they're still swedish Fire. They're Swedes, Mac. You break into their house, they pull a fucking MP5 on your ass, not a little fucking Beretta. Then this guy should, uh, <laughs> you know, go to the school of hard knocks and grow a pair. He's a whatever. He's a good guy. <laughs> like, real. Look, can you imagine me yelling in Killian's face? He's not a priest. Screaming, I'm going to rip him apart and shit. Jesus. Like, that would scare the fuck out of him. I don't know. I guess uh, I, I, don't I, know. I just, Maybe if you do that little walk he did when he got out of the refrigerator, he might tear. <laughs> Dude, that was gnarly. Con- yeah. That contortion. That was a gnarly. Beautiful contortion. Uh, there's uh, one part that kind of, there's there's a few scenes in the. I'll save that. Final thoughts. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> All right, so we spoke about the uh, the flutist, the leper. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, she's a flautist. Oh, she's a flautist, <laughs> Mac, and she's a Swede, <laughs> um, Norwegian. Beverly's uh, blood scene. I felt that was a little much, like too much blood. I thought I was watching Evil Dead. That's what I thought. Happened. That's instantly where I went. I was like, oh, "Is this like the final scene of like Evil Dead? A mix of Evil Dead." Meets Juan, meets yeah. Um, what with the hair wrapping around the, her, the yeah. hair wrapping around her arms and face and whatnot. Oh, that's in. so gross! <laughs> like, like, uh, and I what did the tape measure end at? Twenty four feet. Twenty four feet. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> was I was like, that motherfucker is not going to retract. <laughs> well, like I was more terrified of the kickback of the fucking tape measure. Have you ever been cut with one of those? Yeah, shoes? it fucking hurts. Worst yeah. paper cut you ever had. <laughs> Jesus. You could give somebody a bar mitzvah. The tape like I was more terrified of that <laughs> than what was in the fucking sink. <laughs> Dude, for real. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy because she's just fucking like the entire room's just douched in blood. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know what, dude? I gotta say it real quick. The creepiest element to this movie was Beverly's dad. Oh he, yeah. I hate fucking pederasts, and he was a pederast to the extreme. I know that creep. But like creep, they didn't set up that he had. He oh, was he like, was fucking molested. He was emotionally 
like fucking with her. Like, no, he was molesting her. Oh yeah, straight yeah. up. He was, Are you still my girl? Yeah, but and you cut your hair, you look like a boy now. Are you still even, my girl? Even on some Fuck. Wikipedia shit or something like that, he said that they cut a scene, or they 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 they, they he agreed. Andy, the director, agreed to remove a scene with an attempted rape. Mm. Well, I mean, what was the last scene with him? He tackled her on the floor and was spreading her legs. Yeah, and then he said. Do those boys know that you do? And then he gets cut off yeah. immediately. She fuck a daddy. Yeah, I don't know. That's daddy gross. I don't know. Gross. Because like even when she talks to fucking Bill, she goes, "You know, I've never done anything. The only thing I've ever done is kissed a boy." But that's not true because Henry Bowers fucked her, and yeah, not in the fucking movie. Not in the movie, but it's implied in the movie. Yeah, but it's all bullshit. There you go. It's gazebos. No, but in the book, she fucked a lot of people, and she was getting raped by her dad. But and she had a gangbang. But the way they portray it in the movie? In the, the movie, it's all hinted subtext. And I think that's because I it's never children. believe the rumors. Yeah. It's like it's it, all there. But no, like that's what Bill says to her. Like I that's why she has endearing feelings and emotions towards him because he he, he you know, he's the only guy that's like seeing through her bullshit. They're not judging her. He's not she's not being judged by Bill. No, but there's that scene where Henry Bowers like grabs his dick and he's like, All you gotta do is ask, and you can tell she's she had she was just like like had like the sick nod and the dad you can tell by the way the director shows their hands touching and him caressing her and fucking shit like that it's creepy to the fucking um umpteenth degree man yeah, i didn't pick up on that at all then i was watching a different movie what were you yeah, watching I, I was watching when the subtext was very subtle and obviously it's not subtle it's right there on I'm, film i'm gonna have to go with jeff on this thank one. you sir what the fuck I'm, yeah everybody i, I, I talked to has said that's the like most uncomfortable shit yeah no it's uncomfortable as fuck don't no. get me wrong so wait you don't think the dad's raping the daughter did, I, no, I think I he's fucking. Think, what? I think he's getting. What movies did you guys watch? I mean, he's doing things where like he touches her and she cut her hair because she doesn't want to be seen as a girl. Let, because, let me see your hand. I'm let just. Let me see I'm if this just, makes you uncomfortable. Just, <laughs> this is what he I'm not did. saying that he's not leading to go there. I'm just saying that it wasn't implied that he had been raping his daughter. I mean, I think he'd been like no. emotionally abusing her emotionally to the point abusing her no. and maybe and like at worst feeling her up, but. It didn't imply it. I mean, I, I thought the little innocence things that she had the frog prints uh, playbill still by her keyboard. Mm -hmm. It reminded her when she did do the third grade play with Bill and she did have that kiss mm -hmm. and get that first, you know, uh, early love, you know, like, uh, like yeah. that boy craze or whatever you want to call it. But she's had to hide a lot of this stuff away. She couldn't be overly feminine because she was in fear of she not because of the of rumors. Father. Yeah. Fear of her father. Her father, her father was her was the, ultimately the thing that scared the fuck out of her, and Pennywise knew that, and that's what she saw. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly, that was her that was her creature, especially at the very fucking end. Oh, dude! <laughs> but that's what it was kind of weird. Like she hits her father with that top of the toilet seat mm -hmm. and knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, some of the way some of these stories played out, it was kind of like you know they had to conquer their own personal demons yeah. before they actually left the house and go fight. An actual demon. Yeah, no, it really was. Because Eddie stepped up to his uh, mother, mm -hmm. and then Bev with her father. Yeah, uh, there was really no Bill mother interaction. It was just solely that one beef he had with his dad, which is like, take it down. He needs something mm -hmm. off his ass next time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of taking down maps, the garage scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ooh. that Intense. garage scene. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. 
I didn't expect a garage size fucking clown. No, to I be. don't. Nobody was. That was in both viewings that I had of this movie. Nobody expected it. God, like was, the first one, first time I watched it, I didn't expect it. Nobody in the theater expected. It. Second time I watched it, I actually saw it at uh, the AMC theater down here at the IMAX showing. Oh, sweet. So I sat like in the middle, so I'm able to see all the heads, and I was like, I'm watching this. And I waited. All of a sudden, boom! Every head in that fucking theater in front of me jumped. The two people beside me jumped. <laughs> it was amazing. I fucking leapt. <laughs> I fucking leapt because I was in the theater by myself. I had no one to grab. We thought it was gonna be like maybe like a little Pennywise come out. No, I just figured it was gonna be that one scene. They knocked it down, and then he showed up on you know when they knocked the projector down. They sh- he shows there out kind of out of focus. And I was like, okay, it's a little extended. All right, he disappeared. Maybe he's going to come from being, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fucking, it was like the dude, he T-Rex from Jurassic Park and shit. Come that up. was fucking scary, dude. Dude, like, and he started crawling around in the fucking garage, too. Pennywise was fucking used mm, very effectively in this movie, dude. God. Then been like, oh, I mean, this. one scene that we totally fucking bypassed was the uh, library. Oh, dude. Oh, we fucking scared the shit out of me, the, the library one got me. The old lady. <laughs> the old lady. Just utterly fucking terrifying when he's going through the pages. You see that one old lady, she's like the librarian. Chick. Dude, Sammy like, brought that up to me, and I didn't even notice that because like I was so staring. That she does like this bigger and bigger grin. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and God. she's getting closer Where? and closer. What in the library uh-huh. when when he's flipping through the history book? Uh-huh. I never even noticed. That Sammy caught it, and I'll, Jeff caught it. I'm glad. So me and you are on the same page, Ralph. But when and I watched it twice. When so. when he's flipping through the books and it's that tree and it's zooming up, you yeah. know, page by page by page, and it keeps flashing to him. The librarian behind him has a sinister grin. She keeps getting closer each time it shows Ben. It's, I never uh, even fucking noticed. I'm go it. watch it again. It's like I know. Exorcist. <laughs> There's three. So I'm like getting goosebumps just saying it because like I'm like my fear is big time like elderly shit. Yeah. Elderly shit just scares the Have shit out of me. Have you seen the eye? Yeah, the original Jessica Alba. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Jessica no, no, Alba. not the Jessica Alba one. The original one, the yeah, elevator the, scene. Yes. Oh, oh goosebumps on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's why like, the next is three fucks with me. Uh, listeners, just that one spot. I need, to, tonics, I need to see the scene again. No, the, anybody want to go with the, me? The nun. Oh, scene. no, the one with the old ladies climbing on the fucking ceiling with the <sighs> fucking sharp teeth. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like the nurse shows up to the door with those fucking scissors. Dude, that's the part that gets me every time because it's so. Yes, yeah, so scary shit. Exorcist three is highly underrated, man. But yeah, that library scene too. Yeah, Continue, so sorry. So yeah, Ben fucking goes downstairs because he keeps he sees the balloon float and then he finds these Easter eggs mm-hmm. and burning, burning. Yeah, beautiful. and he goes down to the bottom one, and all of a sudden you see these two feet come down the stairs, and Ben's kind of like, "What the hell?" And then it comes down and doesn't have a fucking head. God damn. And he's like, "It takes off running." The thing's like shifting after him. Shit. But the part that made me jump was when he turned around and Pennywise's big head was on the fucking thing. Egg boy. Was <laughs> right to the fucking library. Like, oh my lord! God, out of the way, old bitch! I'm out of here right now. JJ, what that bitch? For yeah. real, bitch is fucking douche. Fuck, <laughs> dude. That still still doesn't change the fact I'm going to buy the ultimate 4K Blu-ray steelbook oh, Mondo print 3D. Of it. 3D. <laughs> what I was amazed. Whatever they come out with, I'm getting on this with movie. the statue. Is the I- oh. oh, that'd be great. IMAX oh. and SDX. All right, they showed it in the format that filled up the entire screen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anybody else that goes season anywhere, they're dealing with black bars. Yeah. yeah. Which is something that I couldn't really, 
you don't understand that until you go into a theater and you like got this big screen and you see the black bars on a big ass screen. Now, when you go see an IMAX SDX, you're seeing it like fucking projected fucking yeah. wall you to went to wall. showbiz right uh no i went oh. to amc32 yeah the one i went to oh shit yeah so i was IMAX. like i was curious because i saw it running at imax and i was like i love that show there i was like yeah. cool yeah i saw it at the sdx and it was full screen the entire time and, and i was just like god this is glorious <laughs> i want to see in 3d uh dude you know what that's a, that's kind of a <laughs> uh, a question of mine is a lot of scenes in this seem like they're meant for 3D, but mm-hmm. there is no 3D. I'm lunging a lot of the running scenes. Yeah, like Pennywise. It's really weird because anytime Pennywise runs at you or is like in motion, Everything the else camera will be focus. shifting side to not side to side, but like 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 it's on a boat. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like this, but Pennywise head's always still, but his body's always. I love that they did contorking. that. It's lo- really a weird how they did effect, that. but it's gorgeous because it's at. like that one focal point just centered, and everything else is kind of like in a tilt shift. Yeah, I love that. So weird. It's it's really fucking weird, and like when he's running at you, I don't know how tall Bill Skarsgård is, six, or if it's, seven. Mm-hmm. He's six seven six, seven. Six, That's seven. why I said when he was in full costume, he was like just a tower of like fuck. 27 year old that fucking tall with that kind of makeup power of terror bro that's terrifying but i don't god damn like i would just love to be around that like as far as like uh not like oh like just as a project to go work on i mean that would just that project just it just reeked of being like this huge gift for people mm-hmm. to be around because like you can just tell every frame every scene just had so much fun and love because i mean thought and care because i mean the the scene where the kids go and they jump off into the water and stuff that that bonding scenes i mean there's things that remind me so much of stephen king's stand by me or Dreamcatcher and stuff like that that that's what he's known for he can develop those um commodities so well none of these kids own swimming trunks it's the 80s they weren't like a high ticket i had swimming trunks motherfucking well these kids did you have swimming trunks? I think you weren't even born in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was in 87. Oh, okay. You're three. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Oh, man. The way they shot this was gorgeous. You'll notice that rock, that quarry, you know, it's mm-hmm. from Walking Dead and... Creep Show. Creep Show, yeah. A bunch of shit. Um, they used the... They used the bridge from In the Mouth of Madness. I was so was, happy. Because yeah. everything was shot like in Bangor, Maine, wasn't it? Or I'm uh, not sure where the well, production was. It said, I, I'm looking for the location, but it did say that it was in a, a Canadian place. Um, Toronto, and then Port Hope, Oshawa. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, it was actually filmed in Canada. Oh, wow. Hey, it looked oh, great. Well, great. Whatever. I want to move to that town, man. That looks nice, quiet, and quaint. And well, the production I, died, down. The production designer did a great job because everything looked from that meat market door to the pharmacy to oh. the those internal uh, those internal scenes within the school. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything just had so much. Uh, just awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. it just filled up the frame to frame. It was just like, wow, this is glorious. That want- meat market door. Oh, dude. That's Whenever cool. it opened and all you see is his eyes and that silhouette. Oh, that was so we cool. Was like fucking coming down from the chain. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh. That guy, that was some creepy shit. There's some brilliant fucking cinematography in this mm-hmm. movie, man. And that's why the only good thing I'm going to speak to, like to the highest regard, uh, Chung Hung Chung. Yeah. He's a, uh, he works with South Korean director uh, Park Chan Wook. Screenplay, wasn't he? No. No, no. he's a no, cinematographer. Uh, cin- yeah, cinematographer. Yeah, the cinematographer is that Chung Hung Chung. Yeah. All right, this guy's done every single Park Chan Wook film. So he's done Old Boy, Handmaiden, Thirst, Stoker, Lady Vengeance, 
I mean, this guy is like, like my fucking, like he just shoots some of my favorite South Korean films Mm -hmm. and he's just amazing. So when I saw like, I was like, what the fuck is like the tack Fujinawa or Fujinawa, Fujinawa, whatever the fuck. The guy who did the cinematography for Sixth Sense, uh, I thought it was him. And then when I walked away and I saw that it was this cinematographer, I was like, wow. Like, that's why every fucking frame just looked muted. But the rain was captured in, like, the best way I've ever seen rain captured in that fucking Georgie scene. Yeah. Uh, Sellers. I mean, I mean, when they, when they actually go on full on into uh, the well house and all the shit that's shot in the well house looks great. But when they go into the cellar and they climb down the rope and they go into that fucking the sewers mm-hmm. and all that stuff, it was like, dude, like the visual imagery of the pillar and the bodies floating and yeah. everything was captured to like the nth degree of looking truly unique, beautiful. I've never seen that before. God, I hope this is how they do part two. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. like, wow. And that, that the cinematography was just great. And it showed that the director had great direction, but with that guy behind the fucking lens, man, he just made everything look fucking tight. And well, fucking you, you also got to give huge credit to the editor. I don't know if you guys know this dude, Jason Ballantyne did fucking, he was the additional editor on Mad Max Fury Road oh, sweet. and fucking Wolf Creek. That helps. So it was like, you know how Fury Road, it's just chopped so perfectly. Oh yeah. And like everything about this movie works. Yeah. It works well. <laughs> like that was my big concern going into it. And then the music sounded familiar yet unique mm-hmm. it's because of that benjamin wallfish guy he yeah. just came off of doing uh the last thing i saw him in was the cure for wellness oh, which is i haunt- still need to fucking see that it's maybe. a haunting score yeah but whatever the fuck he did in it was just like fucking gold. i was kind of mad that that it wasn't in it at gotcha. all and i was like what the fuck like where- i thought it was in the opening title nope no Dude. Nope. It was just, well, it? It just made for the trailer. That piano piece for the fucking Georgie thing was just seriously eerie. But yeah, that trailer fucking music was like, yeah, it's like, where mm-hmm. the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. It wasn't in it at all. And that, that was kind of a bummer. Cause it was kind of psycho ish. It was yeah. kind of like a psycho, like, you know, scream noise thing that was yeah. used well. But when the mo- music did spike or it did, kind of mellow you out in and out it was just like seamless with the fucking imagery i was just like wow this is such a well-crafted film it's just it felt good to sit through something like that um a lot of the things i noticed as far as like visual effects and stuff like that the big one i noticed was steven uh kostansky uh steven kostansky is a big part of astron six yeah who did uh father's day man borg and stuff like that but he recently directed, uh, I think, one of his first feature-length films. He he directed The Void. Oh, shit. And okay. I was like, cool. Like, this guy does special effects. You know, Stephen Kostansky. He directed The Void. He did special effects on, like, Suicide Squad, Crimson Peak. Uh, he did things for uh, Todd in the Book of Evil. He's even worked on Hannibal, the TV series. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just seeing him accredited to some of these projects, I was like, man, at least this guy's like, you know, he's he's working on the right kind of projects and yeah. shit like that. I mean, well, he he has a niche and it's working well for him. Shit, yeah. You're directing so, the void one fucking month and then the next month you're doing special effects on the set of it. It's like, yeah. dude, that's pretty dope ass gig. Things we like and dislike about the film. Uh, what do you think, Ralph? The movie as a whole, I enjoyed it a lot. Like the the way it was shot, the music, the the amount of scares in it. They, they did have like jump scares, but they didn't feel cheap is what I really enjoyed about them. Especially like with the scene 
where Pennywise shows up after Beverly just beat the fuck out of her dad, you know? Like, yeah, it was it was a jump scare, but it just did not at at no point in this entire movie did any of those jump scares feel cheap. Gotcha. Like they felt like legitimate scares because they lulled you into a sense of like, okay, everything's good now. No, it's fucking not. You know, and I I loved that so much. Um, Pennywise himself, with how much shit we gave the character or gave the design for it, I like it still looks goofy as hell, but Jesus fucking Christ, he's terrifying in motion. Yeah, he is. Like fucking hell. Like, especially when he fucking runs, anytime he does any kind of like weird movements, like the walk they did towards Eddie. Uh, or even whenever he was retreating after getting stabbed in the fucking face. Yeah. Like all his motions, all of his movements were very, like very kind of like at moments he was really flowing and at moments he was just really sporadic. But that was one thing I did not like was just how sporadic he was. At, at times it felt as though he was just twitching for no reason. But I know that's a, I, I, I can't remember what the name of the phobia is, but it's for unnatural movement. Oh, wow. Like there, there's a legitimate fear for some people on that where if someone's moving unnaturally, like it being walking crazy or just the amount of twitching someone does, it's like, the fuck, I kind of have that fear. Just watching someone else. on. T- it's like, uh, you remember house on Haunted Hill when the people would, they would <laughs> like twitch, shake yeah. and yeah. twitch. I, Oh, that's the only scary part. And that was the other one. The 13 ghosts. They would do that shit too a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, um, 13 ghosts did a few of those. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. just the, the amount of twitching he did was kind of irritated me because I felt as though like I knew they were trying to cater to that, to the fear of the movement of a natural uh, or a fear of a natural movement. But I just, I don't know. There were times I felt as though he was way too fucking twitchy. Actually a little too exaggerated, maybe. Yeah, a little over, a little too over exaggerated. Outside of that, I I really enjoyed it a lot. A lot of, a lot of everything that was in this movie. And hell, even the Easter eggs that were in it. Like there was one that someone, that a uh, guy I saw it with. The second time around, he pointed out the uh, the mural where where Mike was. Mm-hmm. Um, he pointed out the mural there. That's the uh, some kind of brothers gang or whatever have you that was mentioned in the novel. That gang was ex was executed by the townsfolk of Derry due to a uh, gang war or something that happened at that time. That gang war happened the last time that. Pennywise was around. That's the black spot story. Yeah. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They they mentioned it a little bit, but I think there was supposed to be a scene that was like a connection. Yeah, it was actually shot. He had to cut it. Wow. Okay. So I'm he, looking. He's going to include it in uh, the second chapter. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, he no. said he'll figure out a way to fit it because it's an important scene and mm-hmm. it was shot well. It's just it, it increased the runtime by 20 minutes, and he was just like, ah. Oh, I was so would have fucking watched it. Director's cut. Let me know. No shit. Right. <laughs> I'll be down. I'll watch a four-hour director's cut of just the kids portion. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do. I mean, I'm curious to see how this can be handled once it goes to like uh, Blu-ray and all that kind of shit. Blu-ray, VOD, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, certain things that I really liked in this movie. Uh, I've always wondered what "you'll float to" means, and to see the bodies floating around yeah. Pennywise's lair was. That was fucking cool. That was beautiful. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of likes. It'd be way quicker to uh, list my my dislikes, so I'll jump into that. I did not like the rock quarry fight or the rock fight scene. I thought that was so fucking stupid. I couldn't. The music that was played during that scene was not of era, and it was some fucking bullshit, stained Creed fucking butt rock playing it. 
took me out of that whole fucking scene. Plus, I don't know if the director's ever actually been in a rock fight. I have been in a rock fight. If you're throwing fist-sized stones, <laughs> you're... You're not getting up <laughs> like Henry Bauer got hit in the head like fucking 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was like a little cut. It was like, ah, man, like I, I really didn't fucking like that scene. I, I understand like, oh, it's cool because, you know, it's the importance of the losers club fighting their bullies back. Mm-hmm. But but the choice selection for music and size of rocks that they were hucking was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. so I really eh, I disregard that whole scene. And then. um. Another scene that I didn't like was the, uh, the, uh, fuck, uh, I'd have, I can't remember. I have such disdain for that rock horse scene. I can't, um, I fucking love Henry Bauer in this movie. He was a mullet wearing fucking creep. <laughs> and, that, mm. he, and you could tell like, who is the actor that did? I don't know, but know. he He's fucking familiar. deserves an award. Cause he plays an asshole all too well. Mm-hmm. Um, he remind me of Brad Renfro. Um, yeah. Uh, bully, yeah, bully and uh, what the fuck was that? Nicholas one? Hamilton. Nicholas What's Hamilton. His that's his yeah. name. Hmm. Brad Renfro. What? No, he just reminded me a lot of Brad Renfro. Uh, I think it was. I forget the movie he came out in with uh, John Grissom uh, novel, The Client. The Client. Oh. Yeah, he was good in that. But he kind of reminded me of that kid. Rest in peace. Yeah, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot. Um, there's some parts that don't gel too well. Um. You know, kind of Ben and fucking Mike got kind of like the short stick when it came to backstory. Ben got a little more, but they end up both getting saved at the Barrens. And mm. it was just kind of like, oh, I guess you're part of the Losers Club. Like there, there didn't seem to be a huge connection bond prior for Ben yeah, for either. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean. I thought the uh, new kids on the block shit was hilarious. Yeah. Golden. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Please Uh, don't go, girl. (laughs) I was like, yes. That's that's another song from New Kids on the Block. (laughs) And then he walks off off with the fucking (laughs) headphones just dragging. I was like, that's me. Well, did like it when he brought them all to his house, didn't she like? Shut his door and there's a poster and yeah. she's all, oh, like, yeah, this is this is all the right stuff. And she like shuts the door. <laughs> the the there are some really cute parts in this mm. movie. Like oh, yeah. it plays really well. It feels like uh kind of like Goonies on steroids. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it's really fucking good. Uh, you take your grandma to go see. Another thing I didn't like is the the kid who played Eddie he spoke too fucking fast. Like half the time I was like, fuck, I need subtitles. Like he was just like, you can't go in there. It's fucking great. But it was like, if you watch it on fast forward, it was just like, Jesus Christ, kid, you're way too fucking fast. But the banter between all the kids was real fast. And it was, it reminded me of like, uh, it reminded me of like a Shane black dialogue, you know, like fucking kiss, kiss, bang, bang, where it's just quick quids. And it's just sporadic and fast. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That 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 rock quarry scene took me out of it. Yeah, and I didn't like the uh, the the song choice for I can't I can't remember if it's before they go into the sewer or whatever, but it's like these little children singing yeah, about yeah. death. I was uh, like, what the fuck is this? Hey, like, God, did you get my letter or something? Like yeah, that? something like that. I didn't I didn't care for that, but two two or three dings in a fucking two and a half hour movie. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Um, some of my likes. 
were definitely the uh, the creature effects that you would get later on the end of the film. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, John Carpenter's thing for me. It, you really start getting to the notion of like uh, when he gets Beverly down there and she's like, I'm not afraid of you. And he goes, oh, you're going to be afraid of this. And he opens up and he said triangle of the deadlines. I was like, all right, now you're you're touching the ship the right way. Mm-hmm. You're touching these these pages and you're fleshing them out in a, such a unique way that they're now reminiscent to me of like, uh, you know, James Gunn's Slither. John Carpenter's a thing because when they're full on fighting him and you're getting all those detached things where you get the uh, Juon effect, mm-hmm. you get a sense of the spider crab creature. Yeah. You're getting the elastic arms. You're getting all these little pieces. But the whole time he's wearing this fucking teeth, like he's wearing the Pennywise costume Ugh. just as like a costume. Yeah. And like just having those moments, you're like, oh, it's just eerie and fun. And when he see, uh, when he says the uh, stuttering uh, thing of like, he makes a fist and hits the post and claims he still sees the ghost. When he says that to Bill as he goes down and he goes, we're going to make you starve. I was like, that's the perfect way to win this battle. Yeah. It's like, we, we've subdued you. We've, we've put you down there. We have your food. You know, we've kind of won at this moment, mm. but with the ending being with the, uh, Bowers kid falling down too. You kind of allude to the fact that we're going to jump into 27 years later and he's going to get pinned for all the murders and all that yeah. kind of crap like that. So I was like, all right, they ended it well. I love this. Like they they balanced this whole fucking film out through and through and it's a solid film. I'm, I'm so good. I'm glad uh, I get to, you know, walk away with this kind of feeling. And then I started saying, all right, the dislikes. Um, I felt like Stanley didn't have true wealth. I mean, I think there was more you could have done there with him. Uh, I'm happy with it. I think uh, Ben did mesh a little too quick, yeah. but he had a wealth of exposition to fucking fill mm-hmm. in. I mean, here's these kids that lived in Derry their whole lives, and they don't have an inkling of knowledge of what Ben was able to bring to the table and as far as like... Ben comes in with like a fucking exci- encyclopedia oh, dude, of knowledge like a on CSI the episode. Like, yeah, these are all the, these are all the <laughs> people the that wall. founded it. It used to be a fucking beaver town. Still is, am I right, boys? Uh, uh, and all these... <laughs> fucking, <laughs> and all 91, fucking, all 91 fucking people just disappeared off the camps. What? They blamed it on the Indians. And it's not even the creepy thing. The children's where it gets creepy. And I love, like you said, the there, there's a painting where like you see the woman at the well with the baby. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, dude. But the, the dislikes grow a little bit more for me as like uh, Mike's character. Mike Hanlon, I love the way he was handled. But when he's thrown into the loser gang, it's kind of like backseat. Yeah, backseat and like, all right, let's hug it out. Why am I hugging you motherfuckers? I just met y'all 16 hours ago. That's like shit. But uh, all in all, I I mean, the wealth of the film for me, the huge like was uh, the the Bill stuff with Georgie, man. I mean, I I had to wipe a tear away uh, at the ending sequence because it was like he was he knew it was Pennywise when he said, yeah, he was fast, Bill. And he was like, "She, she's fast, Georgie. It's a boat. It's a she. And I was just like, he knows it's fucking Pennywise. And I was just like, that was it. He was like spaying all, saying all the stuff he needed to like close the wound yeah. with fucking Georgie. And then when he pulled out that fucking gun. Oh, my God. And the, the thing I was like cheering for him. But you can like, oh, your heart breaks too. Cause, but, but he was standing up to that fear. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to get fucked with by you anymore. You're not going to use my little brother. <sighs> The thing about that scene, like the first time watching it, they made you wait a little too long to make you start doubting. Was that really Georgie or was that Pennywise? Just like two seconds too long. Yeah, really. I I actually thought that he 
might have killed his little brother. But it was like Inception with the top, you know? I mean, the yeah. kid was uh, down there without a fucking arm unless they cauterized the fucking thing down there. I mean, he was, you know, he's long gone. Yeah, no, like... You never know. Just, they made you wait two seconds too long to where I was like, fuck. Yeah, wait, I mean, when he popped him in the head and the kid fell down... There's a long stretch mm. before, <laughs> but, you, but you see the you see the you see the confidence in Bill, mm-hmm. but you see that emotion you're talking about, yeah. and all the kids behind him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, what did like, you fucking do? Like Richie's yeah. face was just like, <gasps> yeah. And the the thing that kind of for me that kind of took me out of that, or not took me out of it, but made me forget what fucking happened about what happened to Georgie is the fact that you only get two timestamps, like right at the beginning of the fucking movie, one for September of 1988, and then like 15, 20 minutes later, you say it says October of 1989. You get those only two timestamps, and that's it. Yeah, it goes up here. It goes up one year. Because it's September. It's right around. It starts in October, and it's about to end again. Mm -hmm. So you get that September. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you get those two timestamps, and that's the only thing that you get for the rest of the movie. So you, for me, I, I, instantly forgot about it and i was like georgie you know? yeah i totally i i didn't catch the time mm-hmm. until later because he comes out i motherfuckers like the the creeper from jeepers creepers he comes out for one year to feed and then 27 years later he'll come back he gets mm-hmm. all the souls and news and just mm-hmm. has them there i guess pantry <laughs> i need a snack <laughs> um, so uh um, lavender yeah, I mean, do you want to do a buy? Well, go, go, <laughs> go, stay at home or download. <laughs> um, uh, buy, recommend, or avoid. What do you think, dude? Oh, dude, this solid buy. This uh, final thoughts. I guess I, we just kind of did them, but uh, final thoughts for me is this actually beats the original so far. I have to see the incomplete duology before I rate it better or worse than the original. It as far as the kid scene, I gave. Last week, I gave uh, the original like an 8 out of 10. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. I This was strong, man. Gotcha. This made me appreciate horror again. Because, you know, we kind of, man, we go through long stretches where we don't get nothing good. We get shit. And this was like, you know. Bing, it wasn't Bloomhouse. That's why I appreciate it. For some reason, mm-hmm. it, I know it's, it's almost sacrilegious these days, but it, it was, wasn't Bloomhouse. Uh, New Line and Warner Brothers. So I felt good. Like I felt like somebody was doing Rat Pack Dune Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Vertigo. There's a lot of them. But yeah, Warner Brothers, the main distributor. Gotcha. Finally, they get a fucking win out of something. I know. (laughs) Hallelujah. But it's like, you know, this movie's fucking, it's a beast, man. Uh, Like Sammy proposed a question to me last night. Who did a better Pennywise? And while I'm not going to cop out with, well, like, you know, the Joker, like, oh, no, who did you, it better, Jack Nicholson or fucking Heath Ledger? Oh, well, they're two different Jokers. But if you got to fucking pick one, if you say who's doing the best, I think Bill's takes it, man. This is a fucking terrifying portrayal. I'm Tim Curry all the way. I know, man. He's classical, but Tim Curry's not scary. This guy's fucking terrifying. Like his when his fucking teeth come out and shit. I think his his design's terrifying, but I think his his acting of like I loved it. I loved how he fucking Pennywise that's clown. Like just how he spoke. It was very different, man. Um, Granted, we're in 2017. That movie was made in the 80s. Different time period. 
The original was made in the 80s. It's different time periods, different levels of intensity. But, I, the, man, this is a strong fucking Pennywise. It's a very fucking strong Pennywise. Gotcha. So uh, the story's stronger. I like the kids a lot more. I like fucking, I like the cinematography more. I mean, everything about this movie is better to me. So, yeah, absolutely a, absolutely a buy. Gotcha, man. Um, for, for me, real fast, uh, I loved it. I really did enjoy it. Um, he didn't Heath Ledger it for me. He was uh he he did a great job. He did not Jared Leto it, but he did uh he did a good job. <laughs> I, I mean, you would have to be like I don't know I don't know who could outdo the Tim Curry thing. I guess it was more because Javier, maybe. But no, acting wise, I mean, I love the design. the The Pennywise was just glorious. He was evil and dark and disgusting and scary. But then when he had scenes where he spoke. It was just it. It didn't hit those notes that Tim Curry was able to create for me because Tim Curry didn't have special effects and CG and all these yeah. awesome elaborate things to create this sphere. He was able to use his eyes, his voice, mm-hmm. and just kill you with like you know this you know in a storm drain. Yeah. Hey, Jordy. It's like oh god, like he could just kill you mm-hmm. with just wearing. Just fucking looking at makeup, you. just makeup. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, this guy to get CG out, teeth out the yin yang, fucking mouth had to open up like you know three quarters of the way. So he had a lot of things that helped him sell the uh, to sell the character. Yeah, to sell the yeah. character. And he had a lot of things in his plate to fucking uh, use at his you know disposal. But uh, all in all, solid fucking film. It was like next level. Like you know, oh, I like. These uh, Iron Man movies, and then you see Daredevil, and you're like, "Thank God, somebody made a show for me because it's like adult and it has mm-hmm. balls." And then, uh, you know, you watch Stranger Things, and you're like, "I just wish this thing had, you know, like a little bit more." Ugh. And then you watch this, and it's like everything was marriage, mm-hmm. like everything was just—it's everything that you asked for. Yeah, exactly, and it was great. I think I didn't have a problem with anything. I'd love to rewatch it. It's definitely going to go on the shelf. Definite buy for me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be happier. Agreed. And that is an endorsement from a man who barely ever buys. <laughs> I, 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 I dislike a lot of stuff. And this yeah. was a big shock for me to. Uh, to well, I mean, out it's so not I, that you dislike a lot of stuff, but it's like, I got to see it. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. And you this one, I, mean? I really appreciated. I'm going to revisit the fuck out of this movie yeah. when it yeah. comes out. Will I forget about it the second I watch Mother? Of course. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I, I hundred percent guarantee you, I will. Mother forget. might be fucking terrific. Mother is might it, be. It's Darren Aronofsky. It has Michelle Pfeiffer in it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'm going to go see it regardless. No, like Darren Aronofsky films, like you carry them in your soul. Yeah. As you leave the theater, and that's just for me. I don't give a fuck really what happens outside the bubble of me. But yeah, for me, it's like an Ar- Aronofsky film is just a work of art. Knowing that he's going to the horror realm, it's just like I'm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. This is first, yeah. Black Swan was close, but this is that was a horror. Oh yeah, that was a psychological thriller out the ass. Yeah, I never saw it. it was, I thought it was about a fucking ballerina. Yeah, it's about a ballerina. Yeah, I thought it was a fucking drama. It's like it's like it's, it, it, they sell it as one, but it's actually it, it is a psychological thriller. It's like what Jacob's Ladder meets Showgirls. Yeah. Okay, with ballerina stuff. Okay, dude, but Jacob's Ladder was fucked up. So it was. Yeah, I'll get into it. Might be, might be something for you. Really? Yeah. Yes. I never knew this. It's yeah. awesome, dude. Okay. Well, time to go rent on the list. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, for me, this movie though, it's I, I'll have to go with Nate on this one. It, it gets the highest marks for me. Like, I'll give it. A, it's definitely a nine, nine point five. Uh, beat out the original for me a lot. Um, for who was the better Pennywise? 
Skarsgård was for me the most terrifying, but to go with Jeff, like the eyes are what sells it. And for the the one thing that I was really hoping I get to see with the new Pennywise versus the Tim Curry one is that the new one, you don't really get that feeling of he hates these kids. He sees them as food. Whereas Tim Curry's, he loathes these kids. Yeah. The only reason he is here is to eat. You really get that feel from Tim Curry is that I fucking despise these kids. If I could have it any other way, I wouldn't bother eating these motherfuckers. But they're the easiest to fucking terrify. They taste delicious when they're scared. It's like salting the meat. Yeah. And that is the only reason why Pennywise is even bothering with this from Tim Curry's point of view. Whereas the Skarsgård, he's fucking with him. Yeah, he's doing the little entire game of cat and mouse. He's like seizing him throughout the movie. mm -hmm. But the only thing about it is that you never get that feeling of that he despises these kids. He's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with these guys a little bit because they're my food. Whereas Tim Curry's like, I fucking hate you. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. But I don't know. Like this movie for me, it's... It's a work of art, and I'll buy any collector's edition, steelbook, Mondo pen, Mondo poster, you name it. I will fucking buy it if that <laughs> it is on there. No mm-hmm. shit. So, so it's a buy. It is definitely. It is a buy. <laughs> yeah. 9.5 on fucking, the on the Ralph scale? I'll fucking, I will double and triple dip into that fucking pot. How does Conjuring, huh? For me, it does. Yeah. Yes! It I've does. been waiting for a movie it, to it, be It that had less, real. I mean, <laughs> if it didn't have CG crows... I think Conjuring would be like a solid film, but mm-hmm. that, that that one scene, that bird one. scene <laughs> with the CG, I'm like, no, nah, you just cheeseballed it for me, mm-hmm. buddy. Solid fucking film until you cheeseballed it with fucking birds. Yeah, CG. No, it's crushing. like the second one where it crossed the streams. Oh, what if we play the? T- oh god. What I can't get over is like this fucking Javier guy. I mean, he's gone. He's gotten to do Javier. Mama It. Uh, the, oh, guy, the, the guy played dude. the leper yeah. and all that crap. I mean, he just. Anything that's like, oh, we need this whole creepy fuck guy. All right, well, <laughs> you need a crooked man. I got the guy. I got the guy. Yeah, I mean, fuck. There's, there's so many good fucking. I, I don't want to, you know, like at the beginning of this episode, I was like, I, how do we do this with that? I don't want to walk through everything and ruin it for. No, me. no. I want to no, leave no. some shit out there. That's why we only like kind of yeah, perused yeah. it. But uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this fucking Pennywise man, and and the. The characters he becomes to frighten these children are fucking Top notch. fucked up, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I or like the balloon segment where he's standing in the backyard with the balloons. With the triangle it. balloons? Oh, yeah. Oh. 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 That grin. I forgot about the, uh, when they're chasing, <sighs> the bully chases, uh, goes into the sewer. And they see, like, yeah. all the zombie kids. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. And yeah. that fucking balloon pops and it's just right there in front of him. Or like, like Stanley when it's completely oh, covering oh, his oh, fucking oh, face yeah. like yeah. fuck like yeah. he gotta look at the deadlights yep. my favorite was when the scene with uh whenever they whenever they finally save mike right before that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Shand>. <laughs> the baby <hand. laughs> he's kind of like, oh, he's got you. He's, and Dude. he like flashes for a second I love that. Everything <laughs> was everything was really good in this movie, man. Like uh yeah, there's not even Henry Bowers, like like I said, he is a 
fucking good bully, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's the type of dude. That's the that was my bully that I beat the fuck out of in ninth grade. Fucking Henry <laughs> Bowers was hanging out with the fucking kids from Harry Potter, Lucius Malfoy, and whatever. <laughs> For real, For real, dude. But uh, we're wizards. <laughs> so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in chapter two. I was mm-hmm. so delighted when the title card came up at the end. It chapter one. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck yes, perfect because. That's not the title of the movie. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. Someone but at saying, the end of it, it says chapter one. They're, so, they're said also known as chapter one, the Losers Club. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. The second one mm-hmm. is supposed to be titled chapter two, Pennywise. The Breakfast oh, Club. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakfast Club, yes. But yeah, no, the second one, um, as of right now, the the work or the, the title for it as it stands at the moment, it, granted, it's still subject to change because they're still working out the script. I think it's, the script isn't set to... From what the director said, he doesn't feel as though the script will be ready till like January of 2018, and the movie will probably be done by 2019. Nice. Yeah, because um, if they if they start going to pre-production in mm-hmm. March, by yeah. the time they film and post. Yeah, but he said that as of right now, the title for it is It Chapter 2, Pennywise. Nice. So maybe we'll get more of the turtle, because we saw him twice in the fucking Yeah, movie. I was going to bring that up. You do see Maturin in this. Not see him, but there's a bunch of hinting. You know, like that was like, Georgie's Lego. The Lego. And then there's another turtle. Mm -hmm. They talk about another turtle water. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's a turtle. Yeah. Yeah. So they are hinting uh, at Maturin or what I think it's Maturin. Maturin. Yeah. Yeah. They're hinting at it. Um, Turtles with the L. So I'm wondering, being Ben being the studier, if he'll go off from here and just study the fuck out of whatever this is. Well, the weird thing is, is and figure that out. One of the things that Andy had to let go was uh, the smoke hole scene. Which is basically like when they go into like the Indians used to go into those smoke huts mm-hmm. and have visions. Uh, it was supposed to be Bill and Richie going there and they have that whole mm-hmm. Maturin. I yeah. mean, it really that what they were going to do instead of doing the whole Maturin thing, they were just going to get a vision of Pennywise millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. Kind of how this thing may have came to Earth or been on Earth and how it evolved to be like what it is. You know, because with oh, it. Because I would love to see Pennywise with a fucking. Oh, dusted white what, top no. <laughs> like what, in that fucking uh, picture well, what the cool thing is is that with it being into that dark mythos and stuff it almost becomes almost an hp lovecraft uh dark creatures could you know cthulhu kind of thing yeah. so it's like oh that would have been kind of neat you know like an elder dark lord god or some kind of like, mm-hmm. that, like an old ancient beast that could do this kind of shit lives at the core of the earth because yeah. i mean he sank down in those pipes because it ties into things like roanoke and all these other fucking folklores that we all have and you know like we read about and it's like oh it's interesting you know? i love how his head broke him in the end we skipped over that oh, but that was great that's great god damn it because you don't know what it plays to you know because yeah, what, it was like was he leaving the shell that's what i was wondering right? I, I couldn't tell I was just like, because uh, even when he does like the real men, Andrew, fake fucking gunshot. Oh. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was priceless. That's all I could think of when I saw it in the theater. I was like, what? Ah. A, <laughs> watching it the second time around on that one, I kind of felt as though that was that was a battle of the uh, the wills. wills. Yeah. yeah, the battles of wills, and even the, and they kept saying it's not loaded, it's not loaded, it's not loaded, it's not loaded. But and, um, pah, they willed it to be explosion out yeah. of his head. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have that such a, a long drawn out sequence of him offering them just just leave Bill for me you know just leave me Bill. oh that was, was so like, oh, fucking like, dark and then I love that they kept Richie where he needed to be he needed to be you know the first mate on the ship and he he played it fucking yeah. perfectly it was awesome 
you punched me in the face. You made me walk through a fucking shitty sewer. I'm just going to have to kill you in the stupid clown. <laughs> and now I got to kill this fucking clown. Dude, they went to shit for that motherfucking. Uh, oh, man, that was a group that like beat the shit out of something together. So I actually uh, kind of composed a list of who I'd like to see play the older version. Right, well, You're not everybody. Just your first one. I was twenty. Shut I, the up, first bro. one. Who did you fucking? Who did you put for Ben? Ben, uh, David Harbor for Stranger Things. No. Cooper, the Cooper? cop. He's forty-two. They will be the exact. I know. Same. I would, for me, just Jeff seeing, Garcia. Uh, for me, the way just seeing the way Ben was and how he was kind of like confident, but also kind of uh, goofy. Mm-hmm. I saw Chris Pratt. I was like, oh. If that's they, actually who the kid wants to play him. God, if they could get Chris Pratt, it's that's like, I lost, I, but he loses all the weight. He got his shit together. Yeah. And I think that would just turn Bev's fucking head. Who do you have for Bev? Because I, I, Bev, I have three people. Okay. I couldn't, it's hard. Because there's, there's a not red, a lot of redheads. Red. But Sarah Pauly. Okay. I was thinking more of the Vera Famiga and Bryce Dallas Howard. God damn. I could do They're that. all in their 39s. I know. I just, but she's, it's uh, hard. I, I don't know who the fuck to play with, with that. that. Like, Ben was easy for me because actually, if you look at the little kid and look at at, at fucking David Harbor, they have a very strong resemblance. Same yeah. chin, same nose. So mm-hmm. I kind of base this off how they actually look. Uh, I didn't go like with method or anything. I just like like for instance, Thanks, fucking okay. Bill, Colin Hanks. Okay. Okay. I can, no, I, I can see. Yes, that. I'm saying no for me. I'm, no, I don't. I, I hate that. <laughs> no, I know you. I'm, well, I just think that would. I just. I'm just saying. I don't like uh, that. Eddie Casey Affleck. Uh, Dude, they look alike. Uh, like I'll if you're looking at another picture. If you're going into fucking look, I, whatever. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'll, I'll look. Richie, either Jason Bateman or Jason Siegel, as the comedian. That's a hard one to fuck. Like, who do you pick? Yeah, because like, Richie was. Actually, I'd say. I'd say an adult Seth Green. No, <laughs> God. And then as Mike, uh, as worse, he was the kid. Worse than Colin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, but for Mike, uh, the Chiwetel Edifar. Oh, gotcha. Uh, or Idris Elba. Idris Elba's 41. I was gonna Jesus. say the guy that played Finn in Star Wars. Yeah, that guy's too young. He's like 24 years old. Movie makeup. Yeah, fucking give me a break. Get people of age. Do that. I, all these people, like Colin Hanks is 39, Casey Affleck's 39, Josh Hartnett for Stanley. Uh, he's turning 40 this Bill's year. Bill's Tom Hardy. Get the fuck out of here. Where's there's a boo? Where's my Georgie? Georgie! I've come back! The boat's called the Sheen! No, I mean, seriously, like, I, I looked at, at a list of... Who looks at Pennywise? I, I pulled up... I pulled up the kids... Goddamn fuckers. I have my permission to die. Good night, everybody. We call the devil. And it appears. Uh, No, like, seriously, if you look at these actors and look at the kids, I picked, like, I typed up actors in their 40s and got a list of 85 of them. Gotcha. And I just kind of scrolled through them, and and I had on on my computer screen each kid's profile picture, and this is kind of a matchup. Like, they kind of, kind of look similar. God, I would hate to see Colin Hanks as fucking Bill. You gotta find a better. Why? Well, think, think of Colin Hanks in anything that wasn't comedy. Honestly, he was really good. I don't know because a lot of the the guy that plays. I mean, there, there's people. They both I, have that narrow face, wide eyebrows, wide eyes. Yeah, but um, 
I don't know, dude. I just, what? I, I just had a stupid thought. What? What? Share. Jason uses Richie. Fuck oh, no. <laughs> so snooch to the nooch. <laughs> that would that would actually work. God damn it. No, please. <laughs> um, oh no. yes. I was thinking yes. of actually uh Jack Houston from uh, Boardwalk Empire's bill. Ooh. I thought he's he's but see, just like Chris Pratt, they're like kind of a little they're mm. they're on the young side. They're like yeah. in their mid thirties, uh mid to late thirties. Um, but yeah, when you start thinking like, "Ooh, uh, Beverly could be uh, Julianne Moore," I was like, "Oh, no, she's no. too old. She's too old." But see, when I envision it, I'm thinking of like the the redhead for that plays Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, mm, she's her. too young. I know. I know. It's like you have. To, they're 14. You have 15, to base it somewhere between the ages of like 37 40 and, 42. and 40. Yeah, 37, yeah. 42. Yeah, 43. Yeah. So I mean, but if you look at if you look at fucking uh, the dude who played Build, all right. And you look at fucking follow along with everybody. They look a lot alike, dude. They have the similar eyebrow and face. But then we're going to be back in the miniseries. We're like, I hate old Bill. No, but (laughs) no, I don't know. It's a it's a fine line. I'm glad you worked on the list. Yeah, that you tore every fucking single pick apart. What was your bin again? That's the dude from Stranger Things. The the cop, the sheriff, Hooper. They look identical yeah but that's like i grew up to be a a big piece of shit still yeah i can't see it what i I can't because i think of fucking hooper from fucking stranger things exactly think of the actor not the fucking character like whoa look at that wait i want to see how he looks in fucking hellboy first oh god i'm afraid he's gonna be in hellboy what he's going he's hellboy oh boy (laughs) what yeah, I want to see how he looks in Hellboy. I got it. Grown up Ben, Vincent D'Onofrio. What <laughs> the fuck are you talking what about? about the guy Kevin who, Smith. What about Kevin the, Smith. <laughs> what about the guy who plays Deadpool as Bill? Ryan Reynolds? No, what? no, not, not Deadpool. Uh, Daredevil. Sorry, I get him mixed up. No. Oh, and you know, uh, originally uh, I had Hugo Dancy on this fucking list because he's 39. Another <laughs> stupid thought. Sorry. God, where are you? Who the fuck is with you? Share it with the group, not with yourself. <laughs> John Berthal as as Ben. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Punisher. Punisher oh, the Netflix God, series. No. <laughs> That's all we need is another Rick Grimes wannabe. Oh, we're gonna get Benedict uh, Cumberbatch as a Benedict Cumberbatch as a Pennywise in <laughs> Chapter Two. See, look, he does a great man. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to take this abuse anymore. <laughs> oh, it was fun, though. Um, go fuck yourself. That's the last time I will ever do that. That's the last. It was, it was the last. It was fucking awesome. No, that's the last time. Dude, you <laughs> whenever you go, hey, bro, who do you think should be Freddy? I'll be like, hey, bro, fuck your fucking face. <laughs> do you remember when I called you and I said, hey, they're doing the remake of Aladdin? And I go, who do you think of blah, 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 blah. I never thought they would pick Will fucking Smith as the fucking genie. Yeah, no. That was just a fucking no. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, like, who wrote the book of no? No. No. Will Smith should be in that. Not. No. Bad idea. He should be a boo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. He does all the mocap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo. Oh, that would be priceless. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, no, I'm never doing it again. No. 
I don't care. I'm still going to call you and be like, hey, who do you think should be uh, the Goblin King in Labyrinth 2? Everything will just be Jeff Garcia from this point on. <laughs> Perfect. Playing well, Beverly, Jeff Garcia's beard. <laughs> just to make you fucking happy, whoever you think of, go with that. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Nate agrees with me. <laughs> Nate agrees with me. Jesus. Easier than what I just went through. Fuck. What about Andrew Garfield? Siltillon? I actually had him on the list. Cool. I had him on the list for uh, um, Stanley, I believe, but then I was like, mm, he's way too young. Is he? Yeah, he's like only 32. He might be a strong Richie. Um, but dude, like uh, Richie, I was trying to think, okay, who's funny and kind of looks like this kid? There's nobody looks like this kid. Yeah, the kid's really neat. So Jason Bateman kind of has a similar structure in his face. Yeah. Uh, but he's got fun. blue eyes as opposed to. But do you remember brown. how they sold the young and the old? Like they'd have fucking uh, uh, John Jonathan Brandis rub his ear. And then, like, it cut to fucking old fucking... Uh, they kind of looked alike. But they, they, but that was, like, their their things yeah. that they would use, like, you know... Their little... Uh, their, their, their little twerks or... Yeah, their... Their <laughs> twerks. <laughs> they would twerk. <laughs> and then they would that they their would ner- do the older nervous, twerking. Their, the nervous twitches. Twitches, thank you. I always get twitching and twerking mixed up. It should You should see me at the doctor. <laughs> I don't... What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, uh, like, Eddie, I think I, I nailed to a T, dude. I think I, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck's a good call. This film was made for $35 million. I'm astounded that they were able to get so much awesome shit done at such a, a reasonable budget. Because you think of, like, Get Out and stuff like that and those level kind of films, but this one had such a heavy level of uh, special effects. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking of, like, you know, stupid 60 and upwards. Yeah. But hearing that $35 million budget for this kind of feature, I was like, wow. Yeah. What could this bastard have done with like another 15 and made a $50 million film? Uh, I'm sure he'll get that budget. Oh, on the yeah. Second one. Shit. You what? Triple your goddamn, uh, your, your budget. And hopefully like, he spends it on, hopefully he spends it on talent. You know what I mean? Cause that's, what's going to make this. The kids are fucking exquisite. Mm-hmm. Well, if I think the adults are, are not equally, a- then it's not going to work. I think the story's the, the struggle right now. If you can't make that chapter two shine, because yeah. you have so much of the love, the bond, the friendship, mm-hmm. the innocence, the struggle for innocence, the loss of it, uh, the fight to keep it, all that okay. stuff like that. I think if you can't capture a lot of that or balance it well, that's where your your uh, your main struggle is going to be in for chapter two. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like you like. The biggest problem with starting in strong is that you have to fucking finish strong yeah. now, especially with how fucking big of a beast this became. Because I can only name the, men, the Bill mm-hmm. and Richie. Yeah. Those are the two well-known cast members for me. Yeah, I know Stranger Things and I know the Midnight Special that the kid mm-hmm. I did before, you know, previous. Yeah, But uh, everyone else is nobody. So this lets me know that Chapter 2 can be a group of nobodies. Yeah. You can go with star power. A group of losers, say exactly. you will. <laughs> you could go with star power, mm-hmm. and it could it could work well. But mm-hmm. if that screenplay doesn't just fucking shine from beginning to end, then I think your struggles already. You know, you already kind of lost the battle. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like Suicide Squad. You know, all the fucking Will Smith is fucking dead shot. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, you, like that movie is full of fucking star power. But what was the script? The script was shit. And the fucking shit. shit. And the film, even with the bad editors, bad directors, if you've got a solid screenplay that works and it's a great story, mm-hmm. I go, you can shoot it in a fucking garage. You know, 
Just look at Saul 1. I mean, that's where you need to be. And that's where he needs to be for chapter two. Yeah. I don't know. So hopefully they uh they got the right guys to get back together. And well, the the same writer is coming back. It did say that the same writer and director are writing. Yeah. So, so I hope it's they're gonna knock it out again. Hopefully it shapes up because the dialogue's what dude, made. I doubt Warner Brothers with how this movie's Warner when was the last time Warner Brothers had a fucking hit? You know what I mean? When was the last time? I I can't remember. Honestly, it's been that fucking long. So for them to put this out and it's fucking striking goddamn gold. It's fuck gold. It's striking platinum and diamonds. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's fucking hitting money. It, it, and I think, you know, they projected before this release that the movie might do 160, 170 million. It hit that opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this gets close to Suicide Squad money, like five hundred million. Friday, Wonder Woman Saturday, money. Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know we're recording on Sunday. It's already at one hundred and eighty. So yeah. the projected on this, and you know, word of mouth is the strongest thing for horror movies. This thing's only gonna. I think it's only gonna grow. Gotcha. I think it's gonna go up and up. I think I'm predicting it'll probably hit around maybe five, mm-hmm. five hundred. Gotcha. On a thirty million dollar budget, that's like, all awesome. I'm going to be oh. contributing to it a third time if I can find someone to go with me now. I'm, I'll <laughs> go with you and I'll point out the scenes we we're talking about. Hey, Fuckhead, I nope. <laughs> I, I think now I know I'll probably never go watch that movie with you. I'll be like, no, sir. I'm not getting into it. Not gonna get into this. Well, join us next time. We'll be talking about it. Follows. <laughs> nope. 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 What do we got coming up, Jeff? I have Let no idea. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen old Leatherface, and he's got a new movie coming out in October, so we figured, well, what the fuck, like, we can revisit Halloween any old time. You go to Hooperland for a little while. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, Tobe just passed, and and I've been, I've been yearning to watch Texas, too. Yeah, I think with Texas and Poltergeist, I've been like, oh, I just want to yeah. sit down and watch those. So, yeah, we're going to, we're, we're vetoing Halloween for now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, presidential fucking elect Ralph has <laughs> signed into, what? Thank you for choosing this. <laughs> we're going to do Texas. We are going to do Texas. We just got hit by a goddamn monster storm, so we're going to we're going to show gonna, some. We need some fucking love. We're going to show some tailgate pride. Let the mullets hang down. Drink us a plant river. Get us some barbecue. I don't know if that's how you speak. I'm from uh, the north. <laughs> I know you're like the northerner just here. Keep going with it. Just keep rolling with it. <laughs> So if you like fucking bootstraps and hillbillies and goats, you're going to love our next show. That's somewhere else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You fucking... I don't know. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks, everybody, for chiming in. This was a fun episode. We're glad to talk about it. We look forward to Chapter 2 from all of us to all of you. This is Jeff. This is Nathan. And this is Ralph. And to let you all know... And you'll float, too. You'll float, too. You'll float, too. You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. My floaty popped. <laughs> He's keeping it scary. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary.
Richie.